Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Annabelle Wallace from Peaky Blinders and The Mummy to a tale of Fox News. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Thanks for listening as always to my podcast. Yes, this week, a new guest, a new talent, someone who may or may not be on your radar. You've probably seen out Annabelle Wallace by now because she's been in a, a bunch of really cool things. Um, most notably, The Tudors, Peaky Blinders, which if you have not seen it, catch up to it. I was late to the party, but it is such a great show. And she was, of course, a key component of that show alongside Killian Murphy. Uh, and then in recent years, she had a huge role in The Mummy opposite Tom Cruise and is now starring in The Loudest Voice, which is premiering on Showtime June 30th. We just had Sienna Miller in here uh, the other week, so this is becoming The Loudest Voice podcast. But it's such a great cast that I, hell, I, would, I would welcome everybody from that cast on this, on this program. Um, in The Loudest Voice, Annabelle plays Lori Loon, who was a very key part of the uh, Fox News story, part of Roger Ailes' story. She was a uh, someone that worked with Roger and someone, sadly, that was manipulated very much by Roger. Um, uh, you know, uh, certainly abused in, in terms in every conceivable fashion in terms of uh, the way a human being can be abused in, in this day and age. Um, and it's it's a it's a a sobering tale, but it's also a tale for our times when we're talking about harassment in the workplace and certainly um, against the backdrop of the uh, creation of Fox News and what that has come to mean in our media landscape. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating story. I've watched the first four episodes. It's a seven-episode miniseries on Showtime, premieres on June 30th, and it stars Russell Crowe and Sienna Miller, and it's just a, it's an all-star cast, and um, Annabelle does great in it, so highly recommend you check that one out. Um, this was a, a fun chat. Annabelle is, is um, to use her own words, feral. I don't really know what that means. I do know what that means. I mean, that might send the wrong message, but she's, she's kind of wild in the best possible way. Uh, a lot of fun. She was in a great mood. I think, you know, when you do a, a ton of those like five minute junket interviews, I think she was ready to let loose after a couple days of very serious press about a serious project. And she, uh, she was a blast to chat with and to talk about, um, the arc of her career, her beginnings growing up in Portugal. Um, I did not realize this until I did my research. She's actually the niece of one of the great actors of all time, Richard Harris, cousin of Jared Harris. So uh, a lot to dig into and a lot to learn about Annabelle Wallace on this one. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is a, a, a lot of fun. Um, what else to mention? I think I mentioned this last week on the podcast, but I want to mention it again because it's gotten a lot of attention and I'm really proud of it. Uh, got a chance to catch up with Shia LaBeouf just last week in Los Angeles where he's doing great things. Um, he is, he started his own kind of acting school, um, in Compton, Los Angeles. Um, it's at the Slauson rec theater company. It's the name of the program. You should look it up. He's got a, uh, benefit, um, uh, celebration coming up in just a few days. Uh, hopefully there's still tickets available. You should look it up because all the acts are amazing from Jaden Smith on down the lineup. And, uh, and the conversation with Shia was, was really revealing and, and honest and open and um, very proud of it and very thrilled that we were able to bring that to you. That's on MTV News' YouTube page, um, so check it out if you haven't already. Um, a lot going on. We're in the middle of summer movie season. I myself just caught up with Toy Story 4. I don't know how Pixar does it every single time, but Toy Story 4, no, you know, no fourth entry in a film series should be that good, but somehow Pixar does it. Um, so highly recommend that one. And the summer of, of Keanu just keeps on going. 
that man is ruling the known universe, and why not? He is our savior. He will change the world if he hasn't already. And by next uh, next year, we get uh, the third Bill and Ted movie. So long may he rule Keanu Reeves. Anyway, enjoy this conversation with Annabelle Wallace. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Spread the good word. Lots of cool conversations coming up. I'm not going to say who, but um, a returning guest, a very familiar voice to Happy, Sad, Confused is on the docket, is on the list for, I think, next week's show. So I think if you're a... Oh, I can't say anymore. I don't want to jinx it. It's a good one. Anyway, enjoy this chat for now. Annabelle Wallace, check out The Loudest Voice on Showtime, June 30th. Brought the champagne, I'm so happy. Brought champagne. Look, there's anything. I know oh, you're going to hello. a red carpet, so if you need any tequila, bourbon, whatever you need. Great. Shall we have a chat, Annabelle? Yes, we shall. And we've got... Alcohol in the vicinity. We've got. It's very a, exciting. I mean, we'll see how this conversation Chardonnay goes. Chardonnay from Sonoma County, California, 2014. That's standard. I'm, are you a uh, you wine stole connoisseur? That. I stole all of this. None yeah, of this is it. my I own. I love it. You're my type of guy. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming over today. Thanks for having me. Are you running around like crazy? Promote? A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's fun, you know. Uh, congrats on the new series. I I consumed four episodes in rapid Did succession. You? It's a oh. deep, dark hole I went into, yeah. but fascinating. Yeah, Amazing. good. I'm glad you think so. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But first, um, is this your podcast debut, Annabelle Wallace? I think it is. Oh, my God. I this... might use this for my voice reel. Your podcast reel? Everybody <laughs> yes, needs one. <laughs> podcast reel <laughs> to pitch for future podcasts in the world. This is, yeah, this is as momentous a day, I'm sure, in your career as getting you know, Peaky Blinders, meeting Tom Cruise, yeah. talking to a dork in an office. Let me tell you something. It's up there. <laughs> I am a podcast fanatic. What do you listen to? Oh, I've been listening to Live and Die in L.A. Tell me about it. What is that? What? You haven't? I saw the William Friedkin movie from 30 Wait, years ago, but um, I don't, I'm not familiar with it. It's, um, what's it? He, he, uh, he wrote that, what's the book? The Game. What's uh, his name? Neil okay. Strauss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Strauss. Yeah. Finds himself in living in Malibu. Yeah. He, a local girl goes missing. He hears about it. He's like, hey, I, if I can help in any way. Private investigator calls him, says, sure. They become close friends. Almost a year later, he gets a call from this private investigator saying that there's a girl who's gone missing yeah. in Hollywood. And Neil Strauss becomes like the lead detective. So this, is, this actually happened. It this is not, actually this is... happened. It actually happened. And, and it's a murder. And it's amazing. Spoiler he, alert, he, thanks for ruining he, it. Well, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> out there. But um, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Is that uh, your bad kind of like true crime? Is that the... I love a true crime. Yeah. You know, I've got a bit of an attention span of a gnat. Uh, well, so, that stuff is kind of... I no, don't know. true that's... crime, you, you, it scares you. So you're like, you're, you're really listening. Yeah. Do you, did you watch like, do you watch the true crime on the Netflix too? The Making a Murderer and all that oh, yeah. stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that one about... Um, I'm not making a murder or something else. Oh, about the guy living in the house with the kids. Anyway, that's a very, <laughs> very good description. Wait, are you talking about Amity, Amityville Horror? Are you talking about like every film on Earth The, the one family? where the guy dies, yes. then the, the girl dies. The thing with people in it. Um, what would okay. your own podcast be, be about? What are you an expert in? What, what is your Jeopardy category that you could dominate in? Useless information. Well, that's a good catch-all. Like, what can I 
Did you know that puppy breath smells like the best thing in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you, one, if one wants joy, just go inhale. open the mouth of a puppy and sniff it. You've lived quite a life. That's. But only before they eat solids. Yeah. After solids, it changes them. Yeah, you don't ever go back there. You, you hang out with queen puppies that don't. You know, get in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've shot in all manners, uh, all places throughout the, the planet. This mm-hmm. one you shot here in New York. What's mm-hmm. it like to shoot in NYC? Was this your first time shooting here? Concrete jungle, as they say. <laughs> I had to use that somewhere. Uh, it was great. I love New York. It's such a thriving. God, fast-paced city, and it, and it really informed... It was such a character in the show. You know, the pace, yeah. the drive, like you, the, you know, the kind of American dream so kind of prevalent in this... In just the streets, you know, you're walking down the street, the, the way people move and stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Did you, did we, were you ever shooting nearby the actual Fox News? I, 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 here's a, a sad factoid in my career. I spent about, like, three months working... Oh. At Fox News early in my career, it was before like, we knew what it was. Are there really. things you need to talk about? Well, I, well here's the thing. Here's what I can say. Are I your worked... knees now? <laughs> here's my confessional. No, I will say. I'll tell. Bruised still. I, I did. I, I, I and I worked near um, uh, Alan Combs, who at the time was co-hosting. Oh my God, wow. Uh, Hannity and Combs, but I worked for Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak had a talk show on Fox News, an entertainment talk show. So I justified it to myself at the time, just like 15 years ago, like, at least I'm not working on a political show. This is just a stupid celebrity talk show. Still, it's a dark period of my life. But I I don't, you know, it's like, you can't tar everyone with the same brush, you know, and it's important to... There are people that have great intentions there and and want to just make good content, so I, I wouldn't be too... On yourself, Thank my you. friend. Thank You've you. ended up in a good place. I hope so. Um, so, how much? I mean, we're all aware, obviously, of, of I mean, the, the omnipresent um, mm. power of Fox News today. Um, but this is an eye-opening story, mm. obviously, about um, Roger Ailes, as portrayed by the great Russell Crowe, and the many lives that he really Ailes really screwed with, including Laurie Loon, who mm-hmm. you play. Mm-hmm. Um, is this an eye-opening kind of journey to kind of like get, go through these scripts, go through the source material and find out what really happened? It was incredibly eye-opening. Yeah. You know, you, you are, we're so saturated in a world that is built by, you know, Roger Ailes and he is the, the master puppeteer in, in a world that we all are part of and yeah. engage in and grew up in. I mean, our generation, you know, it's really much, so much of our social conditioning comes from a world that he very much created. So you're fascinated by him. And then as you delve deeper, you uncover a truth about his own demons and his own, you know, his own things that propelled him forward and the way he treated people. And, And I guess... Yeah, it, it was just harrowingly insightful and perhaps shone a light on the direction we're going and, and, and the mind-boggling place that we're in, both in this country and, and in the UK and globally in many places, uh, and where that comes from. And to really take it back and see how much he was part of... Yeah. Um, influencing some of the things, not all of them, of course, is uh, it's pretty powerful stuff. Well, and it is a story of, like, 
unchecked power. Like it feels mm-hmm. like there was a time that up until very recently, and it probably still exists to, to some degree, where we excused like quote unquote geniuses and said mm-hmm. like, well, they're, they're, they're brilliant. Yeah. So or in England, you say, oh, is it just eccentric? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> a mad, mad genius. Mad. Yeah. yeah. So we forgive them their foibles. Yeah. Maybe we don't, we, we choose to look away from really how, how yeah. bad their foibles were. And also if you create fear, no one will challenge you. Yes. And uh, he was so convicted in his belief system that he just wouldn't allow for anyone to go up against him. Yeah. So um, there was just no room for an argument, I think. You know? And this particular woman that you portray in this, Lori Loon, um, was it with him for decades? Like, it was like really... 20 years. Cra- it's a crazy she story. She was in a 20-year... She was an executive at Fox that... She, they actually met on the Bush campaign. Right. And he convinced her to take a job on at Fox. She could stay in Washington, but as their affair um, grew more complex, she then was moved out to New York and remained in a, in a very um, abusive relationship with him. But let's not forget as well, he, he opened to her so many doors, right. you know, and, and she must have been so indebted to him, feeling like he'd given her everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. And I think when you're an intelligent person and you've built a life for yourself and you, you, you cannot... You give excuses for a behavior you're part of because you cannot quite believe you're allowing it to happen to yourself. Right. And also the psychological element of an abuser was, for her, so much more powerful than, I think, the physical aspect. Right. Um, and I think the show showcases that really well. It's not all physical. It's, it's very psychological. And that the psychological element really does break you first. Yeah. And she you know. was broken from what everything I, I gather. Like yeah. she, it, this. She's the real um, true victim of a narrative that has been allowed to go on for too long. Yeah. And I think it's important to show a character that really didn't have a happy ending to it. And there yeah. was, it wasn't a, it is, it's a hero journey in the sense that she survived. She's still here and she's, um, but it's a very important story in that it, it really paves the path to me and my friends and the community, you know, a, a conversation that I'm having in yeah. my daily life for women and perhaps her sacrifice, perhaps her, her trauma, I don't know, perhaps it helped tell the greatest story and and i hope that it's cathartic for her to feel when she watches the show if she ever does that she was part of a bigger conversation that's needed and that perhaps will inspire change i mean do you we 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 talk about all these great kind of shifts and 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 hopefully changes in the way these systems are, 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 are maintained, um, nowadays. But like, do you, do you think that like, even compared to five or 10 years ago, like we were just talking about people like Ailes that like the system kind of protected them. Mm. Do you think those, those men are less protected today? Do you think that we have really made progress or is it, is most of it lip service right now? I think, the journey will now be making sure they are less protected. I wouldn't say I, I feel that they're 
um, fully unprotected now. I mm. think when you are a manipulative person, be it man or woman, yeah. if you are a, a um, person who is able to psychologically damage another or commit, but you, you have the capability of manipulation, you will find other means in which to get around it. Yes. And I do think the only way is to really start from, you know, start with the younger generation now, empower them uh, to think differently, to us as adults lead by example so that the change really happens at the core of them young so that it doesn't... The shift for us is, is harder, you yeah. know? There's still a, a conversation that is so embedded in us that we are shifting now, but there's a totally new one coming. Right. And that's where the investment for me lies. And that's when you, you do projects like this or you play strong women or you do the work that you do that informs people the right way. You pave the path for them to shift their narrative yeah. and, and, you know, help pave it so that it's their own. No, you're right. I mean, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, a, lot of, a lot of shitty behaviors ingrained in us for decades. Like we're yeah. just, you, the, 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 the social norms, the, the work norms are, are, it's hard to break. Yeah, it's very hard to break. But it's lovely that we're talking about yeah. it. And it's lovely that we're trying to listen to each other, you know, even in the, the smallest of ways and the biggest of ways. Yeah. We're just having a conversation, and that's cool. Totally. That's really cool. Uh, this, by my count, is maybe your third film project mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Mr. Russell Crowe. If we yeah. count Body of Lies, there's a little moment there, oh, yeah, too, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Gosh, it's like <laughs> Early a glorified on. extra. <laughs> We've come a long way, Annabelle. Come a long way. <laughs> the struggle is real. R- um, I don't get intimidated easily by a lot of people. I talk to pretty much everybody. I get a little intimidated by Russell. He's a commanding force. Yeah. And, you know, he's smart. He's talented. He does his work. He comes prepared. He really knows his stuff. And so... When you're met with someone like that, it really makes you ask questions about whether or not you know your stuff. Right. And I do think that's wonderful because you, you always think you're going to sink in a moment like that, but you never do. Right. You always rise to the occasion. And it's nice to be around people that inspire that type of yes, excellence fear and, that yes. makes you, you know... Well, and it's it, even in a different like, way, it's maybe not fear with Tom, yeah, with Mr. Yeah, Cruz, yeah, yeah. but it is yes. like a level of excellence where like, oh, he's going to bring 190%, I better... Well, it's sheer passion. Yeah. It's sheer love for the job. It's sheer love of being alive and being present, being able to do what you, we all do, that's being paid for something that we really enjoy. Yeah. And you feel that so much around him, and he's got so many years of wisdom. He's been through it all, and... You cannot help but just feel like a sponge around him and want to absorb everything and, and yeah, excel in his presence. There is no other alternative. Right. You just have to arrive. Did you, were there moments, did you see the, the, what might happen if you don't? I made the grand mistake of competing with him. (laughs) (laughs) No, this sounds like the only way to to succeed. Which, you know, not to be dramatic. Almost lost my life. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I learned very quickly. You don't compete in running with Tom, in, you know, stunts in general. You do not try to do kung fu with him. You just, you just don't. As long as you can keep up, relatively speaking. You know, yeah. I would say slow pace. <laughs> Let him do all the work. You will never, never, right. like, 
outshined him, and it's highly irritating. Do you have like the, the <laughs> special bat phone uh, number to reach Tom Cruise in a yeah, pinch? Yeah, 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 I do. So, okay, so here's my question. You're lying dead. You've just, something horrible's just happened. You only have minutes to live. You call up Tom. I need a helicopter to get to me stat. That, I'm telling you, he would, it would happen. I think so, right? It would happen. But I did say to him, it's quite funny. I, I was like, look, Tom, I know it's going to happen. We're going to finish the film. I'm going to have your number. And I'm going to text you. And you'll never text me back. Or you'll have, like, some special forces security guy, <laughs> you know, fly in and take me out for having his number. I was like, never. I would never do that, Annabelle. And I'm like, okay. So months later, I was like, hey, Tom, how are you? Like, what? Cause, you were just you know, testing the system. Every you wanted, day yeah. for eight months together, he was like my best friend. Right. And I was like, I miss you. And he's like, who is this? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, who is this? Never, ever call this number again. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. He goes, ha, 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 only joking. Wow. Were there so emojis involved? Were there, were there No, he doesn't faces? do an emoji. <laughs> he has like a Blackberry. <laughs> you know, he's like so off the grid. He's become a hipster. Right. Without even knowing. This is the genius of being a movie star like him. He's always ahead of the game, even without knowing. So he's a hipster without yeah. even bloody yeah. trying. He's so irritating. What a jerk. Yeah. What a jerk. Carries around the rotary phone with him. Wow. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, let's go way back. Annabelle, raised in Portugal. How does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? My mother woke up one day. We have a farm in England. And she looked out the window and she said, if I don't change my life, it will be the same in 60 years from now. I'll look out this window. It'll be exactly the same. So I'm very grateful to her. We went to Portugal. Portugal is neutral throughout the world war, so there's always very international community. They have every school, every under, every language in the world, and um, not in the whole world. But, <laughs> but I do hear you speak a few. You get what I mean. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I had 42 different nationalities in my year with 44 kids in my class. So you kind of spent your life having to adapt your voice you had to speak in a, you know portuguese or you learned french and then you, we went to spain a lot and so you just you just naturally um yeah you're you're kind of you just you're a worldly person whether you want to or not i'm a global citizen <laughs> i didn't want to say it i can say it i don't want to single myself She's a out woman of special. the world <laughs> But and when you are a global citizen, <laughs> you're special. Were you were you obsessed with the arts growing up? Were you obsessed with film, TV, theater? What was what I was were you like? I was, and I, but I never in my life thought that it was a thing you could do for a living. You know, um, there were actors in my family, and but I, again, I lived in Portugal. Right. I lived a totally different life. I was very removed from it, and. It was only a dream that I had, but I think being so removed and being so unaware of the competition or what was really happening out there, I went into it with such a force mm. and that force was something, I was quite feral. Maybe I was just weird <laughs> because I grew up in this other country. I was like, looked a certain way, but it didn't act that way. It was a bizarre mix period at the time that kind of went 
well for me. I don't know. It's such a weird one to try to But it's interesting. Think about. You do say, you know, yes, I had actors in my family. You you go by that pretty quickly. Yeah. You had like one of the great actors of the last of the history of film and theater, Mr. Richard Harris. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the whole like, family. We can't talk about myself. <laughs> Global citizen, greatest actor of our generation. Oh, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> did did you have much of a relationship with with Richard Harris, well, I your grew, uncle? He, so, he's from my Irish side. And I grew up, so I grew up in Portugal, but we'd go back every, you know, for so, it's a two-hour flight, so you're back a lot. Yeah. And I, I didn't really register that he was who he was for a very long time. And, um, you know, my mother grew up with him and going to, like, you know, the Queen's Variety performance with the Beatles and, like, you know, going to Claridge's and having this like wonderful. Yeah. He lived the life. Like, yeah, that he, was... he really lived a life. Yeah. He really lived a life. And I'm very lucky, you know, I'm close with Jared Harris, who's in the wonderful Chernobyl. Amazing. Um, Super funny. Just an exceptional man. Yeah. And Amazing. Com- a very comedic, but also incredible, serious actor. Uh, yeah, so I, it's funny, it's, it's perhaps in the blood. As well, I would say so. Can't There's evidence avoid here. It. Can't bloody <laughs> avoid it. It's you know. So did yeah. you ever go on film sets as a kid? Were you ever? Did you ever go no, to visit not, Uncle not, Richard anywhere? No, not really. No, because we were one of the odd ones that went to, <laughs> went to Portugal and came back a bit feral. Kind of, <laughs> those feral uh, Portuguese. Those feral children. <laughs> we don't talk about those kids don't in my talk family. About those children. <laughs> so you don't get a, a special Harry Potter audition as a young as a young woman. T- no. There was no, none of that, unfortunately. <laughs> I think I was too young. Was I too I don't know. No, I bloody wasn't. <laughs> Regret. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> They've got a whole new series now, Fantastic yes, Beasts. Yes, exactly. Get in on that. I'll get in on it. Yeah. I can finally plug the name. <laughs> Just... No shame. Before, but I wouldn't mention it before, ever. Right. Especially in the UK, I felt like I didn't want anyone to think that I was riding on the coattails of anyone else. So it's funny how you do that. Well, yeah, now I'm like, damn me, I should have done it. I, <laughs> I could have been Harry Potter. <laughs> a different way to go? I could have been Harry Potter. Oh, that's a, yeah, wow. You know. <laughs> so anyway. you moved to England at 18. Yeah. And the feral Portuguese young woman yes. that you are is ready to rock and roll. <laughs> yes. What did you do? Like, what was the first, like... Well, funny enough, I went to, I enrolled at drama school, and then I got scouted for a like a children's TV show. And I went down there and I thought, okay, well, I'll go and I'll talk to the BBC and I'll tell them that I am the right person for the job, but I shall not do it because I am an actor. (laughs) And they thought that was quite hilarious and they um, set me up with an agent. And I think the real kind of arrogance of youth or just the, the, the arrogance of the unknown meant that I walked in there and I, I could really walk in, you know, protected by this real desire to do what I love. Yeah. And when people feel that, they just, it's infectious, I suppose, and they believe in you. And, and was there... you're slightly mad, so they just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the early work, I mean, you were working... I mean, I, I confess I've not seen Steel Trap. Should I go back and you see know Steel what? Trap? You should. It might be a cult classic of our time. <laughs> what do I need to know about Steel Trap? A forgotten time. <laughs> One to stay forgotten, perhaps. Oh, did she say that? Yes. Uh, no, I mean, it was so... It's like you just want to work. Yeah, yeah. You just want to work. It's all There's, exciting, I'm sure, at that point. And you just... There is no... I, 
I really respect the actors who are able to make really creative choices at the beginning of their careers. It's so hard. Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, I just was like, oh, I, just, I just really want to work and I'm happy to do anything. I think now it's a good point to perhaps think a bit more sure, about the luxury of choice now. This is exciting. Well, you know, little, little choice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I can compare myself to, oh, there's Claire Foy up there. Uh, but At least you're I'm not making that happy face. with the three scripts I have. <laughs> you know, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But you, I mean, even in the early going, you're, you're starting to pop up then in like, Really cool films, even if they're small yeah, parts. Yeah. You're in Madonna's directing oh, yeah. effort, W.E. Um, yeah. You're in X-Men First Class, oh, letting, yeah. letting McAvoy flirt with you at a bar oh, while yeah, yeah, J-Law exactly. is judging you from afar. No. It is not odd. I never really thought about it. Like, like It's interesting, I guess. I guess I... Uh, I remember Madonna being like, there's no place for you, but I'm just going to find a place for you. Well, that's flattering. <laughs> yeah, because I was just... Like, I went and to meet her, and I was, like, wearing, like, a gown. It was so intense. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's interesting. Do you I think people, when they feel, that, like, that it's your truth, that you love it so much, yeah. they want to be supportive of you. Yeah. And there are, like, you know, people will hear about you doing something, and they'll make a call, and they'll say, oh, I met her so many years ago, and I couldn't get her in because she wasn't bankable or she right. wasn't but I'm here for her now. And so it's, it's a cyclical thing. Yeah. And um, like Madonna's been a big fan of Peaky Blinders now, which is really weird to, to think about <laughs> when, you know, she's so cool. And again, so much uh, influence in my life. But um, yeah, it's funny how things are cyclical. You should, you know, you have to remember as well that everybody you meet, you're going to see them down the road. And that has actually been for me, one of the greatest calling cards that Russell Crowe called and asked me to be part of this show. They had a list of people and they were like, can she even do an American accent? Like, what's the deal? And um, he was like, no, this is who I want. That's huge. So, yeah. you know, be nice to people. Yes. There's a be lesson nice, here. Pay them, you know, like maybe five, ten dollars. Like, <laughs> That's all it takes the, to make Russell. You know, yeah, happy. yeah. He's, he's you know, easy. he's got lots of the big bucks, so he feels for the young ones. He needs She needs the. <laughs> I'm like, look, you buy some, you know, buy some sweets, for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Peaky Blinders must have been a huge moment uh, uh, to yeah. get that that show. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm obsessed with that show. I was a little bit late to the party, but once I dove in, it's just it's, it's like nothing else on TV. It's yeah. not, it's it's just. The acting, the production design, mm. everything about it. Most yeah. hypnotic theme song on, on the planet. Yeah, um, it's just amazing. It's just, it comes off the page. That kind of writing, you don't come across. And I remember walking in the room to audition and they were like, we want an Irish girl. And I was like, no, you don't. You want me? I don't know what I was, I mean, I must have been out of my mind. Now I think about it. And they, you know, and I went in and I looked at, I, I remember the director looked at me and he's like, I'll see you very soon. And I walked out and I was like, I know I got the part. And I was, I had booked another film and was on option for another. And if I got Peaky Blinders, I'd had to pull out. And I called and I said, pull out of both projects. Before and you my knew agents officially. were like, Annabelle, <laughs> you are, no, 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 no. You'll lose everything. And I said, no, I won't. I'm going to get this part. It's like made for me. And they were like, you know, poor girl. <laughs> so this 
poor girl <laughs> so lost deluded. her mind. <laughs> um, and there it was. It just, it was just, there was so many elements about Grace that I was like, you know, and there was, you know, the complexity of her was just, you just don't get to have, you know, women on the page as much as you think that are written like that and that are dark horses and that complex. And, yeah. and it's coming more and more and more. But that was the first time I was like, oh, I can actually showcase what I do. Right. And that's really cool. So... I don't have to just be May me. there be more. <laughs> May there be more, my friends. <laughs> and you are. Sorry, I don't know why. Like, you went I into feel it. Like, I feel Grace like I, back. it's so weird I, on being on a podcast. It's like you could just... Do all it, your voices for it, me. It, it's like it. all of a sudden I could just change the narrative because I'm in like an imaginary world. I'm like <laughs> leprechaun village. But I'm not. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Poster of the color of money. Yeah, and I'm always playing, with you. I'm playing pool with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Okay. Was it intimidating at all doing an Irish uh, accent in front of one of the great Irish actors of our time, Killian yeah, Murphy? Yeah, because he was like, I'm very upset you guys haven't chosen an Irish actress. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you said that in your presence? And you then knew that? He's, no, he didn't say it to me. He, you know, he's the loveliest guy on earth. Yeah. Um, but the director's like, so, Annabelle, <laughs> we, you're going to go meet Killian just to let you know. He's really pissed off. No, I, I was like, what? And he goes, and we're going to do a singing scene. But just let you know, he wasn't abandoned. He was the lead singer. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you Stop doing this? to me? <laughs> <laughs> Psychological torture. And I went in and I had to walk up to Gillian and I had to tell him I was right. And he believed me. <gasps> it was a relief. He was like, that's a really good Irish accent. So I don't know. It was it all worked out in the end. Does the temperature on set change when you know Tom Hardy is in the vicinity? That, yeah. Right? It does. There's nobody like him. I think all of those boys, all of those boys like bring in a heat. <laughs> <laughs> They're all such characters. But definitely he's a tour de force and he's just an incredible actor. And um, it's a testament to the show that it's attracting such talent yeah. like his. So, yeah, it's super cool. Um, Talk to me about what it's... What was, was Grimsby your sense of humor? Is that the kind of thing when you like... I mean, that's pretty Unfortunately, <laughs> I find myself very in line with Sasha Baron Cohen and his <laughs> no, that's humor. That's unfortunate. That's wonderful. And I remain close to that camp and um, I might be doing a project with them um, in the next few months. And um, yeah, just... I just was like... I think Sasha is a comedic genius. I think he's so smart. You know, he went to Oxford. You, you sit in front of him and he's such a commanding force. And I grew up watching, you know, Ali G and, yeah. and, and just being such a fan that I just wanted to be on set and watch and listen and learn. And, and um, yeah, he was, it was so fun. The first few times I ever interviewed Sasha, it was always in character. Like, he, oh my God, because those are the first like in, in those early years, like when he when he broke through in the films, he was doing interviews as Borat, as Bruno, yes. as the dictator. Oh and I remember distinctly he was so like like he would he would never break. And then I remember for the dictator, I interviewed him. And then after the shoot, he just went he started talking like Sasha and was like, no, oh, that was it's really good. So and wild. it was it was like, what the fuck is happening? It's so <laughs> wild. I mean, I mean, he is a real, real talent. And so, 
Yeah, I, I, uh, it was a great experience. Um, we, we talked a little bit about Tom already, but the, but the Mummy, you know, it's weird to talk about like a $400 million grossing film yeah. is a disappointment, but yeah. it was, I mean, you got a lot out of that experience. So much, so much. And, you know, I think it's, it's an unfortunate time that we're in where we're, if it doesn't make billions and billions of dollars, it's, it's deemed a flop, but it was Tom's biggest opening ever in in asia yeah it you know i think people um people loved it but also when it's it was it was lovely to kind of sit and observe like the way that people want to see their movie stars too mm -hmm. and when they step out of their lane how people are so ready to attack them right Especially someone like him, like because he's old school. You know, so there are very like, few like him. It's like Harrison Ford. They're like we. It's yes, like you, it's almost like the industry going. You can't have it all, right? And I, I think it was more of that than than actual reasoning to it all. And Did, I think it was, you know, um, yeah. I think it was more. It felt like more of an attack on 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 perhaps being too ambitious in trying new things. Right. Which, which I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my perspective. I think you're right, because I think it's in, especially in that Because I should have won an Oscar. This is what I was about to get to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he could have got supporting, <laughs> but I should have won lead performance. Look, in an alternate universe, you are right now shooting The Mummy Part 3. Hello. And reaping the rewards. I am. <laughs> You're doing it on your own dime right now. You're shooting. You and Russell are making yeah, your own. Yeah, me and Russell and Tom's going to fly in, do a little cameo. But guess what? He's busy on like the 8,000th Mission Impossible that I haven't been invited on yet. Okay, I'm quite here's upset. where all the resentment this is where, comes out. Wow. When I leave here, I'm going to text that number. <laughs> do it right now. I've yeah. got nowhere to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to see the real-time conversation. Yeah, hey. I want to see um, the emojis come out. Dun, 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 dun. Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> How much was charged? Cost like, me, <laughs> cost me, cost me. Shameless, really, like. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I'm gonna send him a clip of this. Uh, what? Okay. So, did you know how much was charted out about like where that franchise was gonna go? Was it gonna be you and and Mr. Crow hunting monsters in the future? Yeah, I think they were open to to many different um, takes on it, but it was gonna go into the. Um, there was talk of it turning into Jekyll's movie, right. and then. What you know, I, I die and I come back. Spoiler for those that haven't seen it, thanks. And I'm not telling you anything else, not confirming <laughs> or denying, because perhaps we shall. Who knows? The dark universe lives on, as the far as I'm concerned. The dark universe <laughs> lives on, my friends. In my Whether heart, you at least. like it or not. <laughs> no one might join me. I might be there by myself. I'll be there with you. But it'll be great. Um, what do you learn out of. Is that Tom again? No, that's Hiddleston. Which one? Oh. I thought that was a, another Tom homage. Here, Tom here's Cruise. Here's Goldblum. Here's McAvoy, your buddy. Oh, McAvoy, he's so lovely. He is lovely. There's a there's a there's a baby. Who's this? Can you tell <laughs> what that is? Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Well done. The disgusting That's a, face that's mash. A, yeah. How would we mash their names together? <laughs> Look, if there's anything to take away from Brad the photo, Jen. Brad Jen. They should never <laughs> procreate. Let's be honest. Look you at know, that photo. Actually, it's quite cute. Is it? Because it's like mainly her, isn't it? With just facial hair. <laughs> She's quite beautiful, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, have you done that? What's, isn't there like an app right now? Like, can you see yourself? Oh, it's like, um, yeah, in a different gender. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done that. Haven't tried that yet. Um, I feel like I have too much testosterone already. <laughs> like, I'm quite tough. You are. 
I don't feral. Know, it's like is the word of the podcast. Feral. I'm feral. I like it. <laughs> I feel at any moment she Never might attack. Never to be underestimated. <laughs> feral girl. So, so we alluded to the fact that there is some more choice now. Maybe oh, yeah. not as much as any actor wants. Yes. There's, we always want more. So where are you at right now? Where do you, like, okay, we're, we're, we're singing the praises of Annabelle to the mayor of Hollywood. What are you not <laughs> getting in the room for? What kind of a projects are people not thinking of you for? How can firstly, I help your career, Annabelle? Firstly, I'd say... I know they told her to leave, Mr. <laughs> Mayor of Hollywood, but she has an argument, and it goes like this. She would very much like to remain because she loves her job. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think that's the real crux of it. I really love my job, and I really hope to be able to do my job and do it to the capacity where I'm you know, dealing with characters that inspire and just, yeah, to breathe life into to performance is just what I live for. So give her a I'm shot, pretty guys. Happy. Come on. Yeah, I'm pretty, ha- I'm really, I really trust life. It's such a game of trust, yeah. my job as well and, and faith. But I believe, as Killian Murphy said to me once, he said, Annabelle, the good work shines through. So if you remain on that path, you know, the power of no and, and not being seduced by the bright lights, as my mother calls them, and to remain uh, a performer of integrity. Now that you do have the choice yeah. and um, what it says about you in your choices moving forward. So, yeah, really, really, um, I just want to do great things that I'm proud of, work with great people and play great parts. Yeah. And as many as possible, bring it on. What's, what's next for you? What have you shot that I can look forward to? Um, I did a film called The Silencing that I just finished with Nikolai Costa Waladu. Oh, well, he's been here. Yeah, he's, he's a great. lovely, lovely guy. Great. Um, amazing Belgian director called Robin Pront. And yeah, that's a very complex female part. And then I've got a few very interesting things up my sleeve. Mm-hmm. More to come, my friends. <laughs> now she's Dracula. <laughs> Sense can you do? You know, I'm just I'm showcasing. Guess what? This is again. She wants cartoon forget. voiceover. She's the this next Pixar my... cartoon voice. Exactly. <laughs> Toy Story 5. Not to, starring. I don't want you to feel used. I do kind but of But you're <laughs> perhaps being used for my voice show reel. Voice reel, podcast reel. I hope we've made progress. I hope I've furthered your career. You definitely have. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, congratulations on your performance oh, in the loudest voice. Uh, as I as I said before, I really dug the first four episodes. I think it's what seven episodes yeah, all in all. Seven uh, coming to Showtime June thirtieth, if I think I have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. And Annabelle, enjoy your big time Hollywood Goodsy premiere. Give Thank my you. give my best to Russell. Yes, I will. Don't he won't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go nowhere. Um, but thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you. Good thanks for your time. We did it. I hope I wasn't too mad. <laughs> Just the right level of madness. Just the right level of mad. She's eccentric. <laughs> She's British. <laughs> and so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>